So, live recording, and you didn't know we were doing this today, as most people don't when they show up here. But the purpose in this is to help others learn about what we're doing, why, and how. The other big purpose of this is this uh, fear um, that I have, or this theory that, hey, I'm getting older. Hey, I'm doing more stupid shit in a race car. If I were to die, how does the information that I know get handed on? Um, call it legacy, whatever you want. But um, we had written some blogs and put some stuff out there, but it never got as much traction as this podcast has. So the podcast gets people to tune in and listen. Um, you may not think that you know a lot, but because you don't know a lot, you probably know more than you think. Um, you're able to shed light on things that people listening to the podcast not aware of um, and need to know. So start off with team name. Do we have a team name yet? Not yet. We're... That team name is not yet. That's not one I've heard of before. That's good. <laughs> Keep it. That's a good one. Team not yet. Yeah. Okay. So not yet. What your Acura? Yeah, we have a 05 or 06. 2006. 2006 Acura RSX uh, automatic. Right. So with the Triptronic. Oh yeah. And it does work. <laughs> you need to take the Triptronic out if he's gonna be driving. <laughs> he's gonna blow your shit up. Um, well, so I've done most of the driving so far. So, so far, you've done most of it. Okay. Um, so I'll pause there on Triptronic because that brings up a valid point too is when you're using Triptronic, basically you're controlling the shift of the transmission. Um, if anything, what you'll see is you'll generate additional heat. Um, and that's fine. I just look at it as another component that can fail. So on automatic transmissions, the first thing you do is you add an oil cooler almost the size of the radiator on an automatic. We've raced automatics for years. Our little six-wheel Toyota truck was an automatic from 1975. Um, and it ran forever with not a single lick of problems. We didn't do anything but put an oil cooler on it, change the fluid. No so, tune, nothing? Mm -mm, no. Well, if you tune anything, what happens? You're stressing it more, right? So you have to remember that the premise of what you're doing in Lemons is it's endurance racing. Time. You want to be out there longer. What I find amazing is how much money did Honda Acura Motors spend building that car? Engineering-wise. Suspension, Right? We got brakes, we've got power, we've got power delivery, we got reliability because they were selling them to the general public. And we think putting a tune in it, we make it better and faster, you're right. But what's gonna happen in the, in the repercussion of that is it blows up lap five, lap six, lap 106, doesn't matter. If you don't finish the race, you sure as hell don't win. So I'm as guilty as anybody of ripping air filters out, putting in you know gauze filters, ripping off shocks and springs and putting on lowering springs. Oh, look at that. It's way cooler and it handles better. Well, I put it in cars where it doesn't handle better. Um, and then it's just a waste of time and money. So in Lemons initially, I tell a lot of people, just get the car on the track. Get your safety stuff. Get the car on track. The loosest nut on that car is the driver behind the wheel. You're, you're the biggest problem with the car. You. I like oh, how no. you look right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to look at him again? Yeah. You know, I was just having that conversation. It's not, it's not directly at you, yeah. Um, no, it's the guy over here in the quiet, in the corner, the quiet guy. He's the quiet the guy's the one, one you got to worry about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Hakuna Matata would be okay. That's it. Just drill a hole in. Um, I just, automatic transmissions are great. They're very good. It eliminates a lot of the risk and hazards that teams encounter on the track. A lot of people just don't believe they can have as much fun. And I'll challenge you that all of you driving your vehicles during the week should start practicing on the street, learning how to left foot brake. Because you're gonna drive a front wheel drive car fast. Your left foot is what runs the brake. Right foot runs the gas. 
So as you're coming to lights and stuff, just use your left foot. And the first couple times, you'll throw yourself through the windshield, okay? But that's why you start doing it early, so you can start learning that feel of what it's like. You'll get to where you can actually do corners, uh, mid-corner, actually trail brake off and onto the um, brake coming through. MSR specifically, Diamond's Edge, huge advantage. Um, keyhole, depending on which lemons will always run clockwise, but you can run counterclockwise on keyhole. It can be pretty beneficial too. So you'll learn that stuff. Okay, so automatic, Acura. Car was chosen, why? Whose was it? Uh, it was got cheap. it off of a... Uh, tree cheap. Fell, yeah. A tree fell on it twice. Yeah. It didn't look that bad. Where did the tree no. fall? Right down the middle? back, right on top in the middle. Yeah. Shattered the back. Back, front, that, uh, back to body front. Body shop. some it work. came in for a fender bender. Guy had it parked in his lot. And then a tree fell. Storm came, tree fell on it, and it's been sitting in his lot for like two years. three years? Two yeah. years, yeah. When we popped the lot. trunk, there was actually water in it all the way up to the top, and there was a frog living in there. Nice. There was a lot more than a frog. frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a truly yeah. quality, quality lemon's car when they told me the story. Yeah. yeah. It fit. It's a got great tribute. The, uh, we were surprised that it was running. I mean, I swear we put no, that battery in there. No, it wasn't running, dude. I got it to run. Yeah, I know, but when we put that battery in there, just to just to check like if it was even still valid, it was nuts. Like They cranked up real quick. Yeah. It's a Honda, basically. Exactly. Right. So, uh, 133,000 miles. So, the next thing you'll want to do is when we're talking about cars and how they're designed and engineered to build. And if you had been on the earlier podcast and listened, you would hear this one repeated often and frequently. Jump onto Speedway Motors, get on our email list, and watch for when the dirt track radiators go on sale. They'll sell the dirt track radiator, which is basically the same one that you saw on my rocket ship over there. 36 inches by 20 inches, aluminum, three-row radiator, 99 bucks with free shipping. Okay. You can't buy the radiator for that car for 99 bucks. What you do effectively is you increase your cooling area by three, almost four, depending right. on the size of the cooling system. Okay. So the issue, or the, the benefit of that is, yes, Honda designed the car to drive from New York to California, not a problem, but you're going to stop, you're going to get food, you're going to shut it off and get gas, okay? The car gets a rest. And what you're doing in lemons, the car does not get a rest. And you're all the way on the gas, off the gas, all the way on the gas, off the gas. It causes additional strain that the car would not normally see, and that's why you add cooling to the car. Um, does not have to be done on the initial build, but I have seen more head gaskets blown at lemons races than ever in my life, and that's why. That's my belief. Add the cooling, add the cooling. Our goal is longevity. Yeah, yep. We want to hopefully get at least three or four races Mechanical out of sympathy. Yeah. That's the other phrase I like to use on that. <laughs> you have to understand that what you're, what you're pushing around the track versus what it was designed for, you know, is the ultimate goal. Yeah. So any tips then on how to counteract how the car is tuned for fuel efficiency from the factory to, you know, give it a little bit more? Nope. Just don't. Don't worry about it. Okay. It, it. What we find is most people will run out of willpower and desire to continue driving before they run out of gas. Um, this last race that we had when you're being out there on the Porsche, um, we were doing two hour, two hour and ten minute stints. That's brutal. Okay? <laughs> That's a long That's time. Brutal. Okay? Um, in our other team, we had set our pace years back at an hour and 30 to an hour and 45 minutes. We've also had people that we put in the car and in 15 minutes are like, my time's up, I'm ready to get out. And you're like, what? Like, no, you're like totally out of your mind. Get that in the car, yeah. When you get in the car, 
everything changes. Everything changes. And that's why I like having these small Enduros like we're having next weekend and the following weekend in MSR because it gives your team a chance to get in the car and experience what it's going to be like on the track. Maybe not with 100 other cars, but 25 or 30 other cars. It's somewhat of an introduction um, because a lot of what we do at Lemons is trial by fire. Yeah. You know, jump out there and go and then you make a mistake, you have to go to the penalty box and it, it adds to the flavor of the event, but it can sometimes kick people in the balls too. So understand that it's not an intentional act against you. It's just trying to make sure that everybody has a good time at the events. Yeah. But to answer the question on longevity of fuel, I don't see that as being an issue. I think um, being very clear on the rules on what fueling is at the race, how to do it, making sure that everybody on your team can recite that rule and understand it because there's a lot of penalties handed out on that and that everybody can do it is critical. Even the five-foot girl needs to be able to grab the five-gallon gas can and yeah. fill because at some point she will not be in the car right nobody's gonna be in the car when you're fueling but she's gonna be at a point where she should be assisting over the wall yeah. it may be that she's holding a fire extinguisher that's yeah. fine she's throwing a dip can or whatever everybody needs to have a position but what happens if he drives for an hour and a half stand and he's just fucking dead and he's like I'm going to the truck going to sleep yeah. then you have a fuel stop and he's not there to hold the fuel jug yeah. you've got to have multiple people trained for positions yeah. to do everything and don't rush your pit stop is my other thing. Take your time. You're, you're losing laps, you're losing time, but until you become very um, experienced at what you're doing, it's not worth trying to save 30 seconds. You'll, we make, a, you'll make a silly mistake. We're gonna try to do drills where we just kind of practice and rotate around all the different yeah. holes that are around them. And that's fine too. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. I, it is beneficial, it is not critical. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, it, it's something good, but you will have so many other hurdles to overcome yeah. before that race and during the race, it's going to be astounding to you. Don't stop thinking about things. Don't stop writing things down. Yeah. Just if you're the guy thinking that far ahead, the other people are looking at you like, what the fuck is he talking about? Right? I get that a lot. Um, <laughs> the, the other thing I'll throw out there is about the belts. So whenever you're coming into pit lane, supposed to wear your belts even on pit lane but as you come to pit lane one thing we stress with our guys is you grab your right shoulder and you pull it up stretch the belt as long as you can left shoulder pull it up as long as you can as you undo the cam and you're parking the car you park the car do not ever set your e-brake either because you'll melt your rear pads get it neutral get the car stopped undo your lap belt and then adjust those out because if he's in the car and getting out and he's getting in He's got to adjust the belts when he gets in. Well, not only is he trying to find the belts, now he's trying to adjust them. Yeah. Well, he's in the car, he knows where the belts are, and he can loosen everything up yeah. right before he gets out of the car. Yeah. It makes it much, much easier. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And then you always have somebody that's going to be willing to go for the submarine belt. So whoever the fruitiest guy on the team is, that's the submarine guy. <laughs> what is that? Where you reach down and grab that's a set for the harness, that's you. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that was going to be you. You want to practice later? I'm just I mean, kidding. Yeah, that's the quiet guy in the corner. Yeah. Um, it is amazing. I've had people literally stand up and walk away because they wouldn't reach down and grab the submarine belt. And I'm like, seriously. Um, you know, I just, it's, they're in a driving suit. They're in the seat. Just reach down and grab the belt because it never fails. When you jump in the car your first couple of races, you'll sit right on top of the thing. You get these on, like, where's, where's the L? Get the damn thing out and get it buckled. Yeah, one, one of the, one of the yeah. things <laughs> to touch on that too is like you don't realize how restrictive you are 
like with that seatbelt on until it's fully strapped in. Like you yep. are not moving. And with the with the uh, with the, with the ons thing, you're not moving much either <clears> this way. So you you're like hands up, help me. You know, yeah, get me in, get me out. and and that's how we do it in all of our cars. Driver gets in, he gets the steering wheel on, and then he's just hands just off. Hands, hands Let everybody up, else buckle else everything. Yeah. Once it's buckled, then you can tell them to tighten it. Then he can start tightening. Laps, we always run the pull ups. Shoulders are pull down. Um, laps are always difficult, no matter if it's a pull down or pull up. It's just always difficult because of it rotting through the seat. You're always pulling on it out the edge of the seat. It's just cumbersome. Um, so some people will actually adjust them before they get in the car and that's fine. On your talking about restrictions and stuff, I've actually seen people get in a car, get strapped in, kill the car, turn it off and get out because it was just too much. Oh, huh. just because it's claustrophobic? Too claustrophobic. Yeah. So if you've got somebody that's very claustrophobic, you don't want them in there. I mean, it's, it's, you will have to take them to a track and condition them to it. And it's like you're talking about the vision. So put your helmet on and you'll see that your vision's about like this. It's not like this. Yeah. Um, and it really freaks some people out. We had one on our team and he had autocrossed with us for years yeah. with a helmet on. But it was something about the driving suit, the gloves, the shoes, and the belts, Hans, window net. I mean, it's just like, there's a lot going you're, on. You're and in a very small box. Yeah. yeah. It was overload for him and he, he jumped out of the car. So just keep that kind of stuff in yeah. mind. So doing what you were saying earlier, get, get people in the full gear. And yeah. Get them in and out of the car. Practice with it, yeah. And then it, you've learned about Racer Image, right? So a website called Racer Image. Um, he buys all the NASCAR, America Le Mans, IMSA. Um, he buys their sponsorship driving suits. So every year those teams change suits. Yeah. Suits are good 15 to 20 years depending on what stamp it's got. Suit's been one, worn one year. Yeah. You can buy it for like 300 bucks and it's literally a $3,000, $5,000 suit. Oh, wow. They're amazing. I'm running a 30... 30 second burn suit with long johns, it gives me another five to eight seconds. Okay. So, amazing amount of time to be on fire. I don't ever want to be on fire. Fire is like a big bad no no. But if I do have fire, I don't want to be in one of the minimum single layer type suits with underwear. I, I'd rather spend the 400 bucks on a really good suit that may say, mine says, uh, crap, uh, no, Stanley. Stanley Tools has got a tape measure running out my leg, which is kind of funny because I'm not a short guy. It'd probably be even funny if I was a short guy. But, um, idea. Scott Beller had one that was a Red Bull. Um, suit. It was amazing. And I think you had to pay like 500 bucks for that one. Yeah. Well, it's cool. So everybody's like, well, I'm not driver size. Well, they're not usually the drivers or the pit crew. Okay. So you and I actually can find them easier than these guys because there's no pit crew. That's his size. His drivers are his size. Um, so keep that in mind when you're looking, you can take them and have them stemmed up or hemmed up arms and legs. As you go look at them, you'll see, what they tell you how to do it, and it's Nomex thread. You just take it to a seamstress, here's Nomex thread, and take it in where it needs to be. But it's way better to get a really good suit um, than it is a cheap one that doesn't fit you over the fuck, too. Yeah. We were thinking of renting it. There's this guy yep. who sends out yeah, the Yeah, Ray yep. suit rental. Yep. We, we've used them two years in a row now. We're pretty yep. happy with them. Yeah. Think, too, and that, what a business model, right? It's like you own a bunch of driving suits, you Ray send them out in the box, they Ray, come in the following Ray week. Sure the thing that blows my mind about that guy is I don't, I'm not finding any real direct competitors to him. No, none. He Nobody. He's the only one. I think yep. I told you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's the Hard only works. website. He's got a website out of the 90s. Yep. Straight up. <laughs> but it works. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when you go to Silver State um, Challenge or like Big Bend, races that happen once a year for regular people just go out and run a car fast, yeah. all of them be in the exact same suits because yeah, yeah. it's all from him. They're all wearing yeah. And it's just yeah. like, Man, I mean, the year that we were there at Big Ben, I counted 27 people that were wearing his suits, you know, and it's $500 yeah, a pop, 480 a pop, whatever they, it is. 
they fit okay, you know, you can, but they're, they're two layer, yeah. so that you don't have to worry about uh, getting a full latex from head to toe. I don't know if that's, you know, that's so, a good idea anyway, but. Yeah, it, the, here's the thing. If you catch on fire, you'll wish you had it, right? Sure. The, the only time I have not worn it is we had a lemons race here. It was again an October, November race. But it was just damn hot. I mean, it it was 95, you know, almost 100 out there. And I ended up taking, and I, it was on my third stint on Sunday. Saturday, I'd worn it. Sunday, I did not wear my bottoms. Still had my socks. Still had the shirt. But I was not wearing the long johns because my core temp was just so hot sitting in the seat. Socks are still required, but yep. yeah. It's just we, one of those we had, things. We had, this year, it was, it was pretty very good, pretty breezy, so it wasn't too yeah. bad. And it's it's a good year, good time of year to be buying stuff too, because year end closeouts are happening now. Yeah. Get on all the web pages and stay attentive. Um, Michael down at Performance Stop, you ever go in a shop? What do you need to get rid of? Um, I just bought a Stillo helmet, which is like a list price on this helmet is probably thirteen hundred dollars. Um, I just bought it for basically half price because it's now a five year old helmet, so it's only good for the next five years. But it's a Stillo and it's one I've wanted forever. Um, it'll get me out of one of my prior sponsors' helmets um, and get me into a new one that I like. So yeah, Hudson, you could run the numbers and see like buying yeah. secondhand gear like that. Yep. You only running. have one driver at a time, right? At, at the at least. Well, uh, no, 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 you yeah, want your own like, stuff. Yeah. If you get in my suit after I've sweated in it, <laughs> yeah. you'd be like, you've <laughs> got to be joking. That's one aspect to it, but also, and this is part of the lemons rules. Like, if you want to do like a fueling. Yep. Oh, track, everybody's got to be geared up. Everyone's yeah. got to be geared up. So, the four pack that that guy sells at yeah. Racy Rental is your minimum. That's you know. That's a good buy for a six person team because some people maybe can share whatever, but yeah. it's enough seats around that if you wanted to have a full set of guys go out there and fuel up or whatever, you're not having to borrow yeah. another. So the race, the race we just did, you'd say the weather was pretty good, right? It was Se not miserable, second, right? Second day was better okay yeah, it wasn't bad but it was hot right i mean hot enough it wasn't cold yeah, okay right. so i'm wearing my driving suit two hour and ten minute stint i'm wet to the outside of a five layer driving suit okay it is more of a like you're not going for an hour and a half drive right yeah you're going for an hour and a half sprint like you're not supposed to do that in the car but your heart your body will be in complete sensory overload yeah. one of the things that you'll notice this is the first thing I noticed when I got out of the car was how tired my hands were. Yeah. This opening and closing is like, I am yeah. stripping the way as hard as I can. Hang on for dear life. Yeah. yeah. So you gotta, you, you gotta be patient. You gotta relax. Yeah. Um, and understand that your first like five laps should not be fast. Yeah. Just go out there, get used to the car, get used to what cars are passing you and who's fast, who's driving like an asshat, who are the assholes on track. Yeah is a bigger issue than who's fast because there are some people that are assholes yeah. <laughs> i mean no it's actually I've i will been say accused. there were a fair number of 944 porsche guys yeah a couple of them There's well the red one that the red one there. yeah yeah he's two i've seen two years in a row now he's yeah, so aggressive. there's people that think it's a imsa race and a rolex right. 24 hours of yeah. daytona they think that it's it's amazing and that pass is the last corner of the last lap of the race and it's not um, the car I was in this last time we ran, there were three drivers, one car owner. The car owner is the only one that had contact. He had contact with left side and right side. He was the one that was concerned about it getting hit. Um, Jose and myself 
able to keep it clean, but you watch where you're sticking your nose in, and it's a bigger deal watching who's behind you sticking your nose yeah. in and just diving on you. You saw this, of course. Yeah. This, um, this is what happens when you're an asshole. <laughs> so we won't we won't mention that, but there was a car. Um, what's interesting though is, and we'll touch on real quick. They were talking so much crap about how fast their car was going to be. The car was that fast. They got penalized enough. They weren't going to win a damn thing. They're technically third corner under green flag. They drive. They drop two wheels off the left-hand side of the track. And it just sucks them off and puts them through a tire wall. Cars are right off. So, um, I will say... It was impressive watching the tires fly. Yeah, in there... The point is that, yeah, these guys are overly aggressive, and that's what happens when you... It's not nutty. And the internet is a horrible place. But I find it funny that the internet... There were people telling that said no, they didn't drone off the track. They got pushed off. Yeah. You go look at like the different six. Somebody put together like six different camera angles yeah. from behind the car that showed there was no contact. He was just thought he was going to go left around them and just dropped his left side wheels off and right off. game over. You've got to slow down, calm down, get into a zone and drive. You're not going to win a race in one corner, especially one of these. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. You've been quiet. Give me something. Listening and learning, man. Listening and learning. <laughs> yeah, we just, uh, we were initially thinking of doing this last year. Last, well, this year. Right. Uh, no, my fault. No, not this time. No, no I mean, I, I'm the one that told him about it. Like, <laughs> well, with all this COVID stuff happening, we decided, you know what, we, we, a big yeah. key part of what we wanted to do was not just the race itself, it was the whole experience of it all. Bring our families out there. The robbery yep. of it and all that. Yeah. And, and we decided it's not going to be worth it, so we pushed it off so much here. And we've just kind of been taking our time. Maybe I think we've met like once every other month. We meet for like a weekend, and we work on the we car, out, yeah, tear out stuff. stuff, and then we say, okay, let's, you know, everybody goes yeah. up to this again. Yeah. So who's the one on the team that has all the tools? He's got the tools. Yeah. You're the go-to on that, huh? Yeah. And are you a Honda boy? Uh, no, not really. No, okay. Uh, if I had to pick one, it'd be super. Okay. Just saying, so that's the other thing that comes into play is, and this you can usually find out on forums, but find you an Acura forum, you get on there and start reading about the common failures of that car, yeah, yeah. specifically electrical failures. Um, yeah, those actuators? Yep. Well, see, an actuator will bypass all that stuff. That'll be gone. You don't, you won't need it in the car, um, and there's no need to keep it there because it's just additional weight you're carrying around the track. Not that you're chasing weight, but it's just always one of those things to keep in the back of your mind. Yeah. So, simple, simple. And you, nothing either, huh? I mean, I'm just soaking it in, it seems like it's all coming down to, uh, it's not speed, right? Uh, yeah. 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 It's, it's not speed, it's, because um, I keep thinking about how quickly you're going to burn through those tires, it completely depends on the driver. I don't, well, think, I don't, I don't think you have problems. So, we, I'll say this on tires. tires. So, tires... Depending on which tire you choose, okay, which they keep you at a 200, so that fixes a large part of that problem. Um, driving the car correctly with a good alignment, you won't go through a set of tires in an event. Unless you're running the Yokohama, you know, AO52s, which are an amazing tire, and they're a sponsor of the series. There's no need for you guys to be on that tire for your first race. It's just not. Get a good tire. Don't go cheap it out like Chris did on our... Porsche because it's only the last four hours so he bought a $62 tire oh, God. there were 400 Treadwear tires on the car in case you <laughs> missed all that 
Um, and we were still, had we not had the electrical issue, in the hunt. I mean, 203s all day long on 400 Treadwell tires. That's so, good, yeah. it, the car had the capability, um, we just didn't have the tires. Also understand, the stickier tire you put on the car, the more likely you are to break something else. It puts additional strain on suspension, puts additional strain on driver, additional fatigue. Um, so driving a car that's maybe a little bit slower in the corners is not a horrible thing. It can be horrible if you're dealing with a bunch of asshats out there. Yeah. Which happens. How slow was the car you were in? Wait, was how that? fast was, was the car you were in? Was this was like, what yeah, where were you times? running? We were doing like 210. We had, we had a couple that were under 205. That was a really good driver, though. Okay. But typically around 210. So you were still dealing with some of the ass hattery of the guys in the low 150s, 158s, 159s? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. We were we were much better this year, though. Yeah. I mean, we, we, as far as, like, driving ability, we got a lot sharper. There, there will be cars broken at times, still driving on track, that every three laps, every four laps, you'll pass them. So you'll get more passing, and you will get passed by other cars that, you know, they're running 158s, 159s, you're running 210, 220 every six laps. They're coming around you, six and a half laps, they're passing you. It adds up quick. So you just got to be alert and on point. <coughs> I use the Longacre convex mirrors, 17-inch. I build brackets to slide them out into the windshield because the further you get the mirror away from you, the more you can see in the mirror. Also, if I've got the mirror close to you, then you have to take your head and look up to see it. Yeah. You're taking your eyes off the road that's racing in front of you. Um, think back to the early Japanese and European cars. Where were the side view mirrors? They were all on the fenders on the front of the car. Yep. Is this your group? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. One more. <laughs> he gets a comfortable seat. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm surprised he showed up. <laughs> Is he usually the late guy? No, he's, he's always the last kid. <laughs> oh, you got an excuse then. Congratulations on that. For what? The kid, the kid, man. The oh, the kid. Oh, thank you. She's nine months now. Okay. But not just, my dad. Not just. I'm going to be the mechanic. Yeah. So you have tools? Yeah. Okay. He he is truly the mechanic, yeah. Truly the mechanic. Good. Yeah. He's working on a lot of stuff. <laughs> I don't know if that's anything to do with it. <laughs> Um, so with the mirrors, you were addressing uh, another key. So on the JDM mirrors and Europeans back in the day, the mirrors were on the fenders. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you're in a race car, you can look out and just see the mirrors. You're not having to look to the side. So we've tried moving mirrors forward on cars. My rear view mirror, I move it forward and down as much as I can so I can just glance my eyes up and not have to take my eyes completely off the road. Yeah. Okay. Little things that you iron out later. Um, if you're going to keep the mirrors here, Put a three-inch spot on them, three-inch convex, because really all you're looking for is color beside you. That's yeah. it. You know there's color beside you. Don't go. How do you feel? Because we this year was the first year we had one of those. Long we had the wink mirror. Highway, yeah. It's five panel. We were pretty I'll, happy with it. I'll set you in a car that's got a convex and let you look at it. It's okay. completely different. Well, and I've seen I've seen the Winfinity car. I just I felt like I don't know for some reason I I feel like I couldn't see as much, but yeah, you see more. Um, and the, you're also a tall person, yeah. so you're going to catch more of the eye level than most of the people that are sitting down below and have to look up to it, right. and then it restricts what they see. The convex is not just this way, it's oh, this okay. way as well. So, yeah, yeah. And if you get people that do the 14 inch, because the car is smaller, 
it does change it a lot. That three inches makes a difference. Okay. At least that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for a lot of people who aren't used to wearing the helmets, that limited visibility does make a huge difference. It is a big deal. Yeah. You're, you're having to turn your head a little bit. You're mainly looking here, and your eyes are darting here occasionally. But well, and when you're turning your head, too, you got to remember now you've got Hans, you know, gravity. Now, now it does slide, don't get me wrong. But when you turn your head immediately, all it does is takes a nylon strap and bends it around and it stops. So if you turn slow, it'll turn. If you turn fast, it'll just stop. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't turn my head too much. <laughs> You're mainly looking forward, but yeah. Yeah. We, I had to learn how to do it because in Mexico, of course in our cars, when you're doing the transits, you're in regular traffic. Yeah. Well, you can stop and take your helmet off, sure, but you got two grown men in a Miata, where do the helmets go? <laughs> you're just gonna wear them yeah, <laughs> you know try putting them in a passenger floorboard they're holding two helmets and trying to give you notes it's like it didn't work do you, you so. guys' side mirrors do they do they the, the motor still work on them yes yeah oh nice okay yeah. Why? We, have, we have to quick, quick, quick. yeah every driver and so the other thing is you do a convex mirror you'll not do that oh that's a good point yeah. right eliminate things you have to change right yeah makes it easier and I say three inch because usually that's all you can get on a side view mirror yeah. I've seen people get a four inch and just literally cut some of the mirror away to put a bigger mirror on it that's a choice yeah. you know those are what I call yeah. tips and tricks and experience so that is but and then the other thing is I've got a book that's coming out in February but the book even talks about and it's uh, 50 things your father should have taught you about cars okay. um, but one of the things it talks about is side view mirrors and I bash on people all the time because if you're looking in your mirror seeing in a car and you can see the side of your car, it's adjusted in fucking correctly. Right, right. It's wrong. Yeah. You should not see the side of your car. You're trying to check the lane beside you, not the car beside you. Right. And people are lazy and they want to, well, I want to know what the reference is. No, it's not about reference. It's checking the lane beside you. So what I, my point there was is if you don't check all the drivers on the team and you got somebody adjust the mirrors all the way in, that maybe the guy's crashing your car. Yeah. Because if you leave a lane open, I'm going to put my car there, you're going to put your car there, right? right? Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to be 12 inches away from you. I'm going to give you room. But Yeah, one of the things you'll notice pretty quickly about the drivers is there is no personal space. Yeah. It's not like on a highway where you got lanes or whatever. Like they'll <laughs> get as close to you as they feel like. And they really don't care what's behind them either. It's really about what's in front of them. Yeah. So when you're in front of them, it's on you. Like I said it wrong. Yeah, no. Yeah. They're in front of you. It, it, it's on you. It's your it's burden on, to get around them. Yeah, to get around them, yeah. The other thing I would say is, as a team, and you guys have been working at this long enough, it shouldn't be an issue, but you all have to understand that if you're the guy that goes out there and punts somebody and wads up the front end of the car and the weekend's over... The rest of the team is going to beat the shit out of you when you get back, right? Because you've waited too long to do this, and this isn't the time to go out there and crash something. It's just not. And, you know, crashes happen, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they don't or that they're always controllable. They are always controllable, but there's two people involved. You're just making half that decision. So just be very, very aware of it. Um, To that point... um, You, know, you mentioned mental health earlier yep. uh, and claustrophobia, things like that. Uh, best way to, to prepare for that, I'm guessing, is just get out there and practice, right? Getting out there and practice. Um, some of it may be, too, and this actually a lot of people have gone through this with just the mask thing, is learning to breathe 
with your face being covered and a helmet here, visor down. I have a bad habit of keeping my visor cracked because I'm old and I'm fat and I breathe really heavy, so I'll keep it cracked. If the car is on fire, you don't want that visor cracked at all. You want it closed. Um, closing that changes the whole feel of what's there. If you've got a helmet, put the thing on, walk around the house with it. Go mow the grass with it. Get used to it being on your face and around your head. I've got several of them. There's also the additional weight of it, too. Motorcycle bike helmet? Yeah. Oh, it's same, same. It's similar. Yeah, yeah same, same. Yeah. Snell, Snell makes the approval for those as well. Okay. It's just a different standard. Um, the joke, the running joke is a motorcycle helmet is designed to take one hit. A car helmet is designed to take multiple hits. I'm like, doesn't that seem backwards? Like, <laughs> motorcycle hits the ground, you bounce like a couple times. <laughs> not just one hit. And in a car, usually, I mean, it's going to be hit one thing, not, I mean, maybe two, but... Not three or four, it's just yeah. weird. But well, I, I imagine motorcycle helmet, that first impact's a lot more than a car. It's the first yeah. one that matters. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the first, like, you don't make it past the yeah. That's it, yeah. man. That's the game over. Well, yeah. Motorcycle helmets also just, and you guys, especially if you do that race suit rental thing, he lists all the requirements. Those are not legal for the race. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Don't, yeah. I, I was sure asking don't. in terms of like the so uh, feeling. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. the feeling is about the same. It's, the eye ports yeah. are a little bit wider on a bike. Right. Helmet than they are on a car. If you, if you wear one of those uh, face masks. Lock Yeah, that covers your, it feels even tighter, right? So yeah, you, you could get it, used to It's that. worth trying. It's worth trying it on okay. and walking around That's a little yeah. bit. Yeah. When I, and this is one of those, you know, opinionated things like driving the car on the street. Yep. I wear the helmet with the cage. Yeah. I look, I look ridiculous. People well, you're also a tall guy. Right. So, yeah. The other thing is, depending on how the cage was built in the car, yeah. and that's part of the reason why some of our cars are so expensive in cage work, is because it's something that's going to be used for the street, we're going to make it as high and tight as possible. Right. You go to that Spec E46 cage over there, the left A-pillar touches the car in six points, where it actually contacts the car on the outside. You can't get any more space in that. If he's in the car, he'll never hit that bar unless he rolls over and goes upside down. Right. You or I still have a chance to hit it because we're high enough that right. we can get over there the shorter people don't have that issue. Yeah. But yeah, for people like you and myself, if we're in the car, it's best to have the helmet on or you have to drive extremely defensive so you don't have to worry about getting your skull cracked by somebody that runs a stop sign. Yeah. The cage is not forgiving against your head. Not at all. <laughs> no part of the car is, but yeah. when you move it an inch and a half closer to your head, it's even worse. Yeah. yeah. Do we get any questions for you now? No, no questions. My goal here is just to finish the damn race. Yeah. Finishing is winning. I don't winning. care where we play. Just want to finish. Finishing yeah. is winning every time. You'll you'll carry in year two. Year two. <laughs> Let's get past year one. Yeah, yeah. I had the same. I had the same opinion. I yeah, said, I mean, I said don't. I've never done something like this, right? Just, let's get a feel for it. Let's get out there. Just finish. So, have you guys done autocross at all? Have you done, done any of none? In terms of race Most of us are guys that like cars that have you know changed the oil on a car a few times, but that's about it. Like we're not. This guy's been on a track two times. You've MSR been, yeah. Okay. Yeah. With what group? Uh, Chin Motorsports. Okay. I went out with at yep. MSR. Um, I drove a G37, my own car, for a little bit. That works. Yeah. It was great. It was fun. Yeah. Extremely tiring. <laughs> I was... Now, now strap the suit on and, how I, saying, and, and, and put another hundred cars out there with you. All right. Your car will be... Because you mentioned you were on the track for almost two hours. Two hours and ten minutes. Two hours and ten minutes. That is so mind-boggling to me because 20 minutes in and my hands, I can't open them. 
and we, tired, I'm sweaty. We have a, a arguably large team for our women's race. We have seven guys, and we were trying to do 40-minute stints per, per driver. And you're happy with that. Yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. feel like you got cheated, and you're ready. So you want to leave. And I agree with that. When, you, when you've got your spread, and this is the, how we did it, was yeah. we took our number of drivers and split it up. We said, well, we've got that many drivers. It's going to be that many pit stops minus one because the first guy didn't get a pit stop. And then take your math and put five minutes to every pit stop because by the time you pull in and get back out, it's going to be at least five minutes. Do ten. Yeah, do your math. And then calculate that time and try and get everybody that kind of time. Now, that's assuming the car doesn't break down at any point. You have to change a tire. That's assuming you don't get any penalties. The other thing is always have somebody dressed the next driver Ready to go. Needs no, no, to be no. in gear and ready from the moment the other car hits pit lane. When it comes into pit lane, it should already be changed out. So that was that was the game changing moment for us this year. If you look at our ranking, we climbed thirty fold because of that one rule. Okay. The next guy ready on site, ready to go, and more than likely helping the guy get out. Yep. Get, get out. out. Yeah. Yep. He's okay. helping get out. And then we used to say that the guy getting out was supposed to help the next guy get in yeah. don't do that send him over the wall he's likely <laughs> crawling over the wall anyway okay <laughs> it's like he's saying he's out there 45 minutes in his car maybe less than that if it's 10 probably 20 minutes, 20 minutes yeah. okay now you're doing 40 with more cars there is a stress anxiety side of it yeah. let them out of the car get them over the wall but that means you got to have other people dressed ready to get over to help yeah, get the belts in yeah. but now that you, so we used to be able to have belt people in while they were still fueling now no. no fueling nobody can be in the car okay so as soon as the fueling's done set your jugs over then get your driver in yeah now what he's talking about the wall we actually we did it one time we most of the time we had a paddock spot but there's a concrete barrier right. between the pit lane yes. and you're allowed to fuel in there so you don't have to completely exit the track and then come back on yeah okay and so the wall literally the concrete wall and people can go over there's a fence area yeah and all the people on the other side of the wall have to be in full gear. Full gear, visors down, blah, blah, blah. If so, they catch you and they've got two people patrolling, yeah. they're they're like that cop that everybody loves in the neighborhood that sits there with the radar clocking as you come through. Yeah. There's two people, their job is to catch you with your visors up or gloves off or not with a fire bottle or somebody sitting in the car and you're already started fueling. That's their job. Their job is to warn you once, the second time they penalize you. Okay. Don't give them that opportunity. Okay, I mean they're doing it for your own safety. Don't get me wrong. Right, yeah. Don't give them the opportunity. Yeah, because those penalties add up. Right? You're only allowed a certain number, and the penalty is more severe every time. So if someone by complete accident gives off the track, but then also you got a penalty for someone not wearing a visor. That's extra time that yep. you're going to lose. Yeah. And if you've got, and then you got to shift all the math, right? Okay, now how long is everyone? Now what's go the time? Yeah. Now what's the time? So. And we do keep. Well, not with the, the three guys we had last weekend, but normally we keep an actual score sheet. Yeah. It's just a blank spreadsheet that we can actually write down in times and stuff of who's going in at what time, who's going out, yeah. so we can actually make call signs to them to get them back in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we used a kitchen timer this time. We just yeah, had a put little, it on the dash. A little kitchen timer, and we mount <laughs> it in the dash, and we just punched the button. It was actually pretty... See, our first race... Pretty solid. Yeah, it was like a countdown timer? Or? One of those okay. little magnetic kitchen timers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. time you just 45 set it minutes. Yeah. 30 minutes, and it was perfect. Yeah, okay. People perfect. could see it. That's cool. That's you an easy way. You can actually even see it on the camera, too, so we could catch people when so they went th- off, and they didn't actually come out. Yeah. <laughs> the, other, the other thing <laughs> to tell you in the rules is you as a team 
are required to have a way to communicate with your driver. Yeah. So that can be signs on pit lane wall. Um, we used Coroplast signs our first year, um, which would just pit in or keep driving, and then we made a bunch of funny stuff later on. But the next year when we got radios, made it a whole lot easier to communicate. Um, this event, we had signs, but we didn't use the signs at all. We drove until the car ran out of gas and then came in. It was a different game for us this year. I mean, it, it was just, it was originally going to be just Carper and I driving the car, and that was the plan was just full stents, no contact, go. If we had not had the electrical issue, we would have been top five with that car. Oh, wow. yeah. The math is perfect. Out, it's yeah. perfect. But he had two penalties because he got contact twice. Okay. The other driver, Jose, had never driven lemons before came too fast through paddock driving back to our paddock stall after the penalty so they called me and black flagged me and had me come in because we had changed and i went out get called right back in because of what he had done so there were you back those things out we were so disciplined and consistent this event it was amazing um but that's enough about me it's it just that's racing things happen Get you a spreadsheet, keep track of the time and where people yeah, are at. Yeah. The other thing that I'll say, and this is, you're going to think this is bad juju. Mechanic <laughs> goes last. Mechanic goes last. Because there's motivation in keeping the car running. Yeah. Right? So I had paid mechanics at one point. So basically, instead of me renting the car out, as a mechanic, he got to come on. I made the mistake one time of letting him run first. And probably third driver in car broke and he was like oh it's broke I'm like no let's fix it you know we're in there trying to fix the stuff and he was just done he's like nope not doing it you know yeah. so from there on out my mechanic was not a driver on the team and this was because i was renting three cars at once yeah. i had actual hired mechanics and that was their only job was to wrench on the car we're gonna keep him nice so. and well fed yeah <laughs> i have some questions actually go so as a mechanic, what tips do you have for me in terms of anything, tools, uh, what I need to have, um, what should be my mindset? I'm not going to drive anyways, so... Oh, you're not driving at all? No. Oh, wow. You you guys are incredibly lucky to have a mechanic showing up that's not driving. That's huge. Um, <laughs> How do you left over brisket? That's yeah. all he gets. <laughs> They're gonna be, yeah. The... You will want almost all of your tools there. Okay. Um... I do bring a baseball bat and a couple two by fours as well. For body work? If you've got a contact, um, the ability to get a fender or a quarter panel off of a tire can be huge. If you forget one, come find me because I've always got slide hammers and monkeys on sticks with me I where I can a, help. I have a regular sledgehammer. Yep. Okay. Doesn't hurt. If, okay. And here's the other rule if you bring it, you will not need it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Okay? <laughs> the other rule is two is one, one is none. So if you show up with four tires, you have no spares, you will pick up a nail or a piece of debris in the first 10 laps. You have to have a spare. I have a question. Okay. Does anyone know I, I the pattern for the, for the Acura? Is it, is it 114? 4 by 100 is the same as the Miata, I believe. Honda because stuff. I have a bunch of Lexus rims with tires. Those Are they four lug or five? Lexus. Five lug. Yeah, Lexus five. That should be four. That should be four by 100, four? I think. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to look at it and see. Um, but yeah. So the other thing that, and you'll see on the Mustang, what they did was we got all the tire rack and just ordered their steel winter rims. So up north, everybody gets steel rims for yep. the winter, yeah. like 53 bucks a piece. Is yeah. it heavier? Yes. Are you what trying is? to save weight? Yes. But for 50 bucks, 
put them on the car and go racing. Yeah, whatever you know? rim. If you guys are sticking with the stock rims, just go on, on Craigslist and eBay. Get an extra set. Find a full set. Yep. Easier to change out. Yep. Yeah. What an idea they had was to see if we could just get a salvage car, and it's like literally another RSI. Mustang team's got two already. So salvage cars are good if you can find them. But yeah, having we had we have two full spares. Next year I want to have four, just in case. You'd be amazed at the little things that break that you can get from the other car. Serpentine belt. If it runs a V drive for like alternator and stuff, have those. Um, always have extra belts. First couple of years, I was extremely paranoid. I always had an extra because it's an automatic. Always have an extra starter with you. If a starter fails and you're on pit lane, you can't push start it, right? When you got a manual, you can push start it, but this is this is automatic. So you at least put it in neutral, push it back to the pits. You can change the starter. You can go back out. So starter is a requirement. I either have alternator or battery or both. If the alternator goes out, I can throw the battery in and still go get more laps while I send somebody else to the store to go buy the alternator. Oh, nice. Right? Yeah. If the battery goes out, because it's usually an alternator issue, I've already got another alternator there. Perfect. Those, and then the big radiator, which you missed earlier, um, Speedway Motors has a massive radiator that we put in all the cars, and it goes on sale like once every two or three months. $99, free shipping, but it's out of the Chevy 350s that they use for dirt track. Okay. Amazing cooling effect, um, <laughs> which helps keep everything cooler in the motor. Um, I always go up a weight in oil as well, uh, looking at your hot weight specifically, because you're going to get the car higher temps than what it's run in the past. Yep. Um, people start playing with heat ranges on plugs. I don't do that. Um, exhaust, if you're still going to keep it a street car, maybe not, but catalytic converters have become a problem out there. Um, cutting that out, putting a straight pipe through is I would, wise. I would, I would definitely do that. Yeah. Just, Could I get that taken care of before the race? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not, you're not working on that kind of stuff. If you're so. working during the race, these guys are going to be pissed. <laughs> what if I... Your job is to show up at the race. I don't get enough time to do it before. Don't worry, man. I got you. No, no. It's a, you, have have a, you, you have a year. Huh? I wouldn't bet on that. We've heard about March. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. These guys, I don't know. But plus, you have to think about it this way, too, is I've got the Enduros that we're running, which is what I call practice for lemons. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're four-hour Enduros. Yeah. So there's two, one this coming Saturday and one the following Saturday, oh, that if true. the car was done, we'd have an opportunity to get you out there and test. Yeah. Right? That's so true. there's... Opportunity yeah, that, there. Any, any kind of work like that, you're doing ahead of time. If I if I cut it out in the middle of the race, like in the pit stop. No, no, no. No. Nope. It has to go to the back. Has to leave the track. It has to be always in the back. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You're, you're an ER doc, bro. <laughs> you're, yeah, no, you're you're first first and you, would, you would never do. It. You would never do exhaust work at the track. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. ahead of time. It's a bad plan. It's too hot. Yeah. Just curious. No. That's why you asked. That's why we're talking about it. I will say, if you've got any of the uh, foam mats to lay on, you'll want some of those laying on asphalt, wrenching on a car. Sucks. Um, we usually bring plywood sheets and slide them underneath the car when we're working on it. Okay. It's just way easier. I'll have a little slider thing where you open it up and lay down over the little 
Yeah, the creepers are cool, but the problem with the creeper is the car's got to be that much higher. You know? Yeah, I have a... What do you have? Oh, yeah, yeah. Same. Pull it up on there. The really tall, like six ton jack stand. You can get the car really up in the air if you need to. That's what I have, yeah. Yeah, and there's a... There's one on my podcast where it talks about jack stands. Go back and listen to that. Um, and then I don't believe the one's labeled about where to jack it up and where to set it on your car. But again, that's one of the areas that we go underneath and we paint them red on our cars. Okay. Oh, to where there's no idea. question. Like, where does it go? It's fucking painted red that's right a, underneath that's the a really car. Good idea. Do you recommend two jacks, three jacks? One jack and four jack stands. Okay. Yeah. Unless, unless, unless we've got extras. So unless, yeah. unless you what want to help another team. Yeah. We, we helped yeah. Infinity we have, a bunch this year. They <laughs> were in trouble. We had four jacks underneath eight guys yeah. working on their thing. It's um, yeah. prepared for everything and hopefully nothing happens. Yeah. Okay. That's bring, the goal. Bring pretty much every tool you have. That's what the idea. What does that look like? Is it covered? Is it in the garage? Or is it... No, it's just a piece of asphalt in front of the pit lane so, so what I would say and this is just me it's taking this long to get you guys all together but next weekend Saturday as many of you can get together should come down to MSR about 1230 and come run around with me because it'll basically be what you would see at Lemons but it's going to be much smaller we'll probably have 25 30 cars there but it'll give you a chance to see literally up close I can take you everywhere with me because it's not a Lemons event yeah and we can go run around and we can talk about the track and where where pit lane happens, where you're in, a, in, where you leave the track, where you enter the track, where you actually leave pit lane, where you enter pit lane. We can go through all that stuff. That's pretty cool too, because yeah. like when you're there, there's so much activity going on. There's a yeah. hundred cars. There's people there's do get lost. There's hundred RVs. Yeah. Yeah. There's stuff. People are moving around fast, whatever. So like knowing that every time. That's a lot of know all that. Yeah, yeah. we definitely need to do that. Uh, I'll make over. Yeah. They, so I, we use Easy Up Canopies normally. Okay. Um, at MSR specifically, I've got a garage that we use. You can rent the stuff under the big canopies. What is it? 100 bucks, 150 bucks a weekend? 80 bucks. And I feel like that's pretty worth it, too, because you're a lot closer to the where okay. the track is. And penalty it's box. It's huge setup. It's huge, massive parking lot. The RVs and everyone that's camping out, whatever, they're kind of in the back and the side. But there's a whole section. This year is less because of COVID. They had them separated. But it's, what, 32? Yeah, 32 cars so there. It's a, it's a built structure. And it's 32 parking spots. Oh, nice. And you're allowed to park your car there. And so that's where all the guys that work on their cars. And you've also right got there. the yeah. So you can 12. post up your tools there in advance. Oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's guys that bring entire Boxes. multiple toolboxes like that. Yeah. Like, so the, then you've got the 12 F1 garages. So each F1 garage fits two cars, and they sit right on pit lane. Those are pretty nice, but I want to say those are 150 a day, so like 300 bucks a weekend. But it's pretty yeah. nice, too. Would you, would you say a 10 by 10 cover well, is that's, sufficient? That's a bad idea? No, this, no, is, this is more than it. that. It's, I would do the canopy, for sure. Yeah. Okay. If you can get in early and get under the canopy, it's nice, and you'll meet a lot of people. Okay. okay. Yeah, everyone's right there. Yeah. If you can. You'll go nuts. <laughs> if you can't you'll, just, see, you'll see guys pulling engines and it's yeah it's wild get a yeah, 10 by wow. 10 canopy yeah. you'll be fine pulling engines <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm not kidding we might want to bring the plane with us there's guys uh, okay. if that I, happens you're there's right there's so you're, you're probably done you're one if I didn't die we're done yeah you're not pulling engines yeah you guys are probably done okay that's it but there are teams that do that they literally come out knowing that they're going to do 20 laps and then there's probably going to be a big problem yeah there's people that show up with unprepared cars for the fun of it 
Um, there's also people that we've helped that have gone to Tech Friday. Cage is not legal. Cage has got to be cut out. And we've stayed up overnight to put a cage in their car and get them back on track the next morning. Oh, wow. Okay? Wow. Things can happen. Things do happen. And it depends on how much heart people have, what they want to put into it. Yeah. Some people are not, no, we blow the motor, we're done. Other people are like, screw you, there's another one in the junkyard an hour away. Yeah. We're going to get that one. You start pulling this one out. And it happens a lot. Yeah. A lot. So, uh, what oil business. do you recommend? Uh, you said a higher weight, so I'm going to say 10W30, 10W40. What brand? That one's probably a 1030 car, isn't it? That's probably a 530. 530? So, yeah. I'll probably get 10W30. Yeah, 1040 probably. What about uh, the second number? Um, not royal purple. Hate royal purple. Fuck royal purple. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hands, yeah. Ass, I was thinking um, Penzo, little synthetic. It's fine. And I, I would say this, though. If, it's, if the car's not been run on synthetic, I wouldn't change out to it. If it's been running conventional, I would stay conventional. We, 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 we run conventional in our okay. Yeah, because you're because the car is not getting used often enough. You'll be changing out the oil before the oil's done, just because you're paranoid. Okay, um, so spending the money on the synthetics, it's usually ends up being a cleaner, thinner oil. You're going to get more leaks. More leaks. It's going to sit longer. So stick with conventional. Yeah. Well, if the, if it's been on conventional. And a higher weight. Yeah. What if you go synthetic higher weight? No, you can. It's just if the car's been on synthetic already, that's great. But if it's not been on synthetic, I would stay on conventional. I, uh, I used to work for Shell uh, and Pennzoil. Yep. Uh, so I learned a lot about there the you technology go. that goes into it. Sweet. Helped roll out a lot of... Educate us. I'm just, I'm just so thinking in terms of like... Ask me a question. I'm just thinking like if we're going to be ragging that engine, we want to prolong it as much as possible. You missed the part where you said don't rag the engine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Never mind. No, it's yeah, don't it, wreck it, it. Yeah, don't don't wreck it and don't rag it on it. There, you're still racing it. Don't get me wrong, but there's a uh, difference. No, so so the story on that for those of you wondering, we could do a whole podcast on that. So at a time when I was running autocross and traveling the nation, playing, we were looking for every ounce of power we could get out of the car, and they came out with this zero W twenty, and I called them. Hey, here's what we're doing. Blah blah. Oh, it'd be great. First event, blew a motor. I call him. I'm like, hey, does this have anything to do with your oil? That was the only change. Well, how old is the motor? Well, we run a motor six years. Oh, no, motor's old, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I build a new motor, break it in, swap the royal purple back in, make two events, we lose a motor. I get a little angry and a little bitter. They send me two cases of oil. Hey, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're on sponsorship program. You're this, you're that. We build a motor. We leave here, drive to Topeka, Kansas for nationals. And didn't have any braking on a motor. This was like true racer. Build a motor, go race it. Drive up there, and it made seven runs, which equates to basically seven minutes of runtime. Lost it again. So fuck Royal Purple in the neck. Good luck getting me back as a customer. A lot of people do. A lot of people love it. It's expensive because it's basically a pyramid scheme. That's all it is. It's just marketing. Yeah. So. Uh, 